BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Baggs. Tonight's the playoff race. It's getting pretty juicy. Plus, the Rams head coach faces his former team, but just for the third time. And later, answering your fan case. So, we've got some uh, hefty ones in there. So, stay tuned on the back end as uh, we are answering those quesos. Before we hop into the beef here, make sure you follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Rams Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Baggs for myself as well. And, uh, well, the holiday season, perfect time to snag yourself something as you've been buying things for everybody else. So head over to RamShowcase.com and uh, click under that merch tab and uh, snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. It will be the most comfortable t-shirt that you own, and you absolutely want that. Let's go ahead and dive into it here. So, uh, well, announced today, uh, this is Wednesday as time of recording. In fairness, though, there is like only a couple minutes left of the, of Wednesday. So it's, it's basically yesterday uh, was announced. The uh, Super Bowl returning to SoFi Stadium. Second time SoFi Stadium will host a Super Bowl in the uh, 2026 season. The Super Bowl, of course, will be played in 2027. Uh, but back at SoFi, the best place on earth. And, uh, well, the Rams have uh, won their Super Bowl there. So let's just go ahead and do that again. Let's just make sure that every time the Super Bowl is played at SoFi, uh, nobody else gets to hold a trophy in our stadium. How does that sound? Uh, I did see, uh, it, it does seem like uh, some people took some Matthew Stafford comments about uh, the Super Bowl going back to SoFi Stadium as that he is not planning on retiring anytime soon. But I will be completely honest with you. If Matthew Stafford is the Rams quarterback, the 2026 season, I'll be surprised. That's uh, that's all. That There's no other information there. I'll just be surprised. I don't think that he's uh, looking at uh, it uh, sticking around that long uh, to uh, to see uh, this this season, the 2026 season. I do think he comes back at least next year, uh, but let's let's call it what it is. I mean, he's at the end of his career. He's he's coming up on it. Um, uh, the amount of games that Matthew Stafford has left, uh, it's 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 lower than uh, than the 2026 season. I feel confident saying that. Um, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess. Uh, NFL also announced uh, an extension of the international series, first ever game to be played in Brazil, happening uh, this next season. Obviously, we don't have the schedule or the teams or anything yet. Uh, but it is an addition, not uh, not taking away from any of the other international series games. So we'll see what happens as far as the teams go. Uh, but this one is really exciting to me. I think this is really cool to see um, to see other countries get um, get football team or get football games uh, and NFL games. And I realize that like it takes a game away from from America. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see that other, uh, other fans in other countries and stuff like that, because let's not, let's not pretend like the NFL isn't worldwide and it's got fans everywhere. So 
it's really cool for those people not to need to come all the way out here just to catch their team in a game. If they happen to be a fan out in Brazil, well, maybe their team will be coming to them. And that's very exciting. I just think, I guess from their perspective, if I was living in Brazil, maybe I was a big football fan, something like that. And uh, like, let's just say I'm a Rams fan in Brazil and it's announced that the Rams are playing in Brazil. I would be losing my mind and I would give all of the money, all of, all of the money I would give to get tickets to that game. So I'm pumped for them out there um, uh, to be completely real. I think that that's really cool. The only thing that would drive me nuts is if it's a game that I'm planning on going to, i.e. the 100th meeting between the Rams and the Packers, supposed to be at SoFi Stadium next year, if that game was moved out to Brazil, without without hurt my feelings, all right? <laughs> because, well, me and my buddy trying to get out there. We, we saw our teams play at Lambeau. Now it's time to go see our teams play at SoFi. We will be there next year, as long as it's not the Brazil game. Let's dive into a few transactions here. Uh, so the Rams did terminate uh, kicker Mason Crosby from the practice squad. No press conference out of Mason Crosby. Also, no number announcement. Uh, did make this move feel very realistic. And uh, Haversick going to be handling the kicking duties until further notice. The Rams did place tight end Hunter Long and long snapper Alex Ward on IR. Uh, corresponding with those moves, we have the Rams signing tight end Miller Forrestall to the practice squad. Expect him to be elevated, at least for this week. And also signing uh, Carson Tinker to the active roster. He is a long snapper, going to be handling those duties. I also think that uh, with uh, Alex Ward going down, uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie, Ethan Evans, getting a new kicker and a new long snapper in the same week. So I do think it actually is kind of helpful for uh, Ethan Evans specifically to only have to deal with now just getting a new snapper. And then uh, in some other news here, Former Rams quarterback Sean Mannion does sign with the Seahawks practice squad. They love their former bummer Rams backups. <laughs> Rest of the West, the standings here. Uh, the, in, in the NFC West, we have uh, the 10-3 and 3 49ers sitting in first place. The Rams sitting behind them in second at 6-7, and seven, ahead of the Seattle Seahawks, also at 6-7. and seven, But the Rams uh, brought out the brooms on them. And uh, also the Arizona Cardinals sitting in last place in the NFC West with a 3-10 and 10 record. Your playoff race right now, it is juicy. The 49ers sitting that one seed at the moment with a 10-3 record. They beat the Seahawks last week, this week at the Arizona Cardinals, so probably will get a win there if I had to guess. Uh, Dallas Cowboys taking away the uh, number two seed from, uh, well, taking the lead of the division away from the Philadelphia Eagles with that win over the Eagles last week. This week, Dallas is in Buffalo. Number three seed right now is the Detroit Lions, who are kind of struggling right now with that loss over the against the Chicago Bears this last week. This week, they host the Denver Broncos, who are on a bit of a roll. That game being played on Saturday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading the South right now with a 6-7 and seven record. They had that win over the Atlanta Falcons last week. This week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Your top wildcard seed right now, surprise, surprise, the Philadelphia Eagles with a 10-3 and three record after that loss to the Dallas Cowboys. This week, Philadelphia is uh, on the road in Seattle. The Minnesota Vikings uh, crept away with a win over the Las Vegas Raiders to push their record to 7-6. and six. That was a 3-0 game. Very, very riveting stuff. And this week on Saturday, they will be in Cincinnati. We do need the Minnesota Vikings as Rams fans to kind of fall apart. <laughs> Speaking of falling apart, the Green Bay Packers. So with a 6-7 and seven record, they did lose to the New York Giants. And this week will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is your playoff seating right now. Just outside uh, in the 8th slot is your Los Angeles Rams with that 6-7 and seven record. Of course, coming off of that loss to the Baltimore Ravens this week, hosting the Washington Commanders, which we will talk about here in just a moment. 
Uh, right behind the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, 6-7. and seven. They did lose to the Niners last week. This week, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints sitting just behind that. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons lost to Tampa Bay. The Saints lost to, uh, I put, New Orleans. So that can't be right. They didn't lose to themselves, that's for sure. Uh, but this week, uh, the, the, the Saints will be hosting the New York Giants, who are also sitting just behind them with a 5-8 and eight record. Could be, I guess, in this conversation, but I'm not putting them in there yet. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons, like I said, 10 right now. Uh, they are at the Carolina Panthers, so should be able to come away with a win there. And uh, yeah, this race is super juicy. It's it, it's it's so exciting right now to see what might happen because there, the, the NFC playoff race is so snug and very, very competitive. Even though we're dealing with teams that are sitting like in the, in the 500 range, it is extremely competitive. And uh, well, we don't know what this playoff picture is going to look like, what these matchups are going to look like, because there's so much moving and shaking. It is so exciting. though. This is exactly what I love about the NFL and that you have, you know, from the, the sixth seed, the Minnesota Vikings sitting at seven and six, all the way down to the 12 seed with the, the Giants sitting at a five and eight record. I mean, that's two game difference between six different teams right there. So that is massive. That is absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, a lot of moving, a lot of shaking going down. And uh, with the, the Rams, you know, taking on some, some uh, opponents in these conversations, of course, the Washington Commander is not really there. We'll talk about the game in a moment. And then uh, the Saints after that uh, will be the Rams' last home game of the year uh, before hitting the road to take on the Giants and then the 49ers. So, yeah, it's uh, it's snug. It is awesome. I am here for all of it, uh, which uh, leads us into our game preview. We'll get into the Washington Commanders at the Los Angeles Rams after this quick break right here at Ram Showcase. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The Los Angeles Rams with a 6-7 and seven record hosting the Washington Commanders sitting at 4-9 right now. This game kicks off at 1.05 p.m. Uh, uh, that's Pacific time at SoFi Stadium, televised on CBS. If you would like to take a peek at the distribution map, I have posted that uh, on uh, at Sheriff Joe Bags on X. Uh, you can also check it out on the uh, Rams Showcase Facebook page uh, to put your eyeballs on that. Or just check out 506 Sports. That's where I get those lists from. Uh, the game, like I said, kicking off at 105, which is super unfortunate. Just make them all 25, please, NFL. And uh, yeah, in the booth, we get uh, Tom McCarthy, James Lofton, and Jay Feely. And uh, Tiffany Blackman will be on the sideline. Your ESPN national broadcast will feature Larry Kahn and Giovanni Bernard. Some notes on this game. Uh, so Washington, they've been giving up some massive points right now. And uh, coming off of a bit of a stretch where they're kind of getting wrecked a little bit. So in the last two games, being outscored 90-25, to 25, that's against Dallas and Miami. 
uh, which sounds like it's like, well, yeah, of course, it's Dallas and Miami. But let's go back one more week and uh, add in the game against the New York Giants. And uh, they have now been outscored 121 to 44 in their last three games. So that is not very good. Opposite side of that is the Rams putting up 30 plus over two of the top ranked defenses in the NFL. One and two in the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens. And the Rams uh, putting up 30 plus on them, which is very good stuff. And three straight weeks of putting up 30 plus in general, of course, uh, dating back to that game against the Arizona Cardinals. So 37, 36, and 31. Uh, so uh, all signs kind of indicate that the Rams could be putting up some pretty solid numbers in this uh, matchup for sure, which is obviously super, super exciting. Good stuff there. And uh, the Rams found themselves uh, right in the thick of the playoff race. There's four games to go, lots of pressure, but on, but on the Rams, of course, but also on the Packers and the Vikings out of the North uh, to try to hold off the Rams. So the Packers... Obviously, with that loss against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football, that puts them in a really weird spot right now as, uh, well, they, they, they've they got some what feels like easy games coming up, but that was also what they were saying about the Giants. So uh, that is a bit of a shakeup there. And then the Minnesota Vikings dealing with a quarterback switch with four games to go in a playoff race. That's not what you want, especially when that quarterback switch is with a healthy quarterback. Josh Dobbs officially, um, you know, getting uh, getting sidelined as uh, Nick Mullins will be the quarterback of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. We might remember Nick Mullins as, uh, well, he's beaten the Rams, unfortunately, when he was a member of the 49ers. Uh, but we'll see what he's able to do for the Minnesota Vikings in this one. As, uh, of course, like we had, he had mentioned, uh, that uh, they were at the Cincinnati Bengals. That game's on Saturday. So at least we'll know uh, before our game, even before we even hit game day, uh, what that game will look like. But, of course, uh, the, um, the, the Packers game, is uh, going to be on uh, Sunday as well. So uh, let's see here. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into the matchup here. So we'll take a look at the Rams' offense against the Commanders' defense. And uh, in total yards, the Rams are 11th in the NFL, putting up uh, about one, 164 a game. Commanders' defense, 29th in the NFL. Total yards, putting up uh, almost, uh, giving up, excuse me, almost 392 a game. Passing the football, the Rams are putting up about 235 a game. That is 12th in the NFL right now. Uh, going against the last-ranked pass defense out of the Commanders. So definitely a spot where the Rams could take advantage there. And running the football, the Rams are uh, creeping up in this regard as uh, they're about 115.5 a game. That is 12th in the NFL, so definitely higher than we've been talking about all year. Going against the 18th-ranked run defense in the Commanders, giving up almost 114 a game. So that feels about right as far as uh, this game goes. Should be right in that range. And then uh, points being scored, the Rams have crept into the top 10 with uh, breaking 30 in the last three games, uh, averaging 23 a game, that is 10th. And then uh, the Commanders defense giving up over 30 a game. That is uh, 32nd in the NFL. So definitely the uh, the, the chance to, to have a good offensive day, especially coming off of two straight games of putting up 30-plus points against some of the league's best defenses. Now we go against one of the league's worst defenses, and we're still healthy and that's the biggest thing here so the Rams offense in a position to test the limits of the SoFi Stadium scoreboards with an opponent that has had trouble keeping the scores down on uh, their own side there Pukunakua by the way just can toss this in here that uh, Pukunakua fifth in the NFL in receiving yards that is so sick we'll talk about his um his potential records that we're looking at in this record watch for Pukunakua uh we'll be talking about that here in a moment 
but uh, yeah, will McVay kind of outthink himself against a team that he should be able to defeat pretty easily, but it's his former team. It's also a new name, a new logo, a new owner. It's not the same team that uh, Sean McVay had coached for um, but back in, back in his day, I guess. I don't, can we say that yet about Sean McVay? Like back in the day when he was in Washington? <laughs> Has it been long enough? I don't know yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Rams offense, though, played, played really strong opponents the last few weeks and put up incredible numbers. So really hoping that that, uh, that carries over and that the Rams don't kind of like go into a game against a team that they should beat and kind of like go in a little bit soft, like we saw against the Bengals, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers. You know what I mean? Like we've seen it before this season, but it does feel like this team right now is not that same team. So hopefully that does kind of hit the football field. Let's take a peek at the 3-2-C in this game. We're going to go ahead and start with wide receiver Cooper Cup. Uh, so last week, it was probably the most Cup we've seen Cup all season so far. Um, obviously he started, uh, you know, on IR, stuff like that, but with the massive emergence, obviously of Puka Nakua and the clear cut attention that he pulls from the defenses, plus a weaker, uh, defensive opponent this week, Cup should be able to keep that, uh, strong, uh, those strong numbers going with, uh, number nine. So hopefully we can see that keep on rolling and, uh, Cooper Cup, I feel like is gonna, he's, I feel like Cooper Cup's in for a big day in this one. Next up, we're going to go with Davis Allen, the tight end, the rookie tight end out of Clemson. So Tyler Higby very well could be making his return this week. Uh, he's been limited in practice up to this point as far as time of recording. But the way that Allen played last week should give fans some hope. If uh, yet another rookie in this class can hit, dude, that's like, first of all, holy moly. That is absolutely incredible. But uh, we have four more games to go, and uh, let's see what Allen can do as part of uh, a bit of a dual threat with now Big Rig. Uh, this could be fun to watch. Um, it's unfortunate to see Hunter Long go down, but if Allen can do things like that, like we saw last week, then, uh, the, you know, to at least the on-field aspect of the Hunter Long injury shouldn't really be felt, and hopefully Davis Allen can kind of continue that. And hopefully, I'm hoping that uh, last week was a bit of a, like a catalyst as far as like his confidence levels go. And obviously, like I said, I do expect Tyler Higby to be back this week, but with the way that Davis Allen played last week, we should continue to see him on the field in a pretty regular regular rotation. That does feel real. And uh, next up, we'll go with Kyron Williams. Williams has been having such an awesome season, despite having missed a good chunk of time as well, which is absolutely incredible. And in a game where Sean McVay could be really quick to get pass happy against the 32nd ranked pass defense, uh, every touch that Kyron gets is a plus for the offense, obviously. And uh, look for McVay to understand, though, that like December football, winning December football, includes a strong ground attack. And I know that we're at home. It's a SoFi stadium. We're not really worried about like weather, obviously, and stuff like that. Um, but to get that ground game going and kind of just command the game. No like pun on commanders intended there, okay? But <laughs> to just kind of just run the game yourself and kind of just like, okay, we're going to come in, we're going to win, have fun on your flight home. It's a long flight, have fun, you know? Uh, so just kind of get that out of the way and just and get that ground game rolling. And don't just rely on Matthew Stafford to to have to get it done for you. Uh, because well, he's he's done incredible. I mean, this last three weeks is is one of uh, one of Sean or uh, excuse me, Matthew Stafford's best stretches of his career. So I mean, that's best uh, three game stretches in his career as far as like the 10, 10 touchdowns, one pick, stuff like that. He's playing really really good football right now. But let's not push it. Let's not uh, let's not have to rely on him when we have such a weapon sitting behind him and Kyron Williams in the offense. And uh, let's flip over to the other side here. We have the commander's offense going against the Rams defense. The, the commander's offense, uh, top 10 unit right now, 366 and a half. 
that is what they're putting up a game uh, that is 10th in the NFL. Rams defense currently ranking 17th, right about middle of the pack, giving up about 355 a game. And uh, passing the football, the uh, Commanders, 11th in the league, uh, 236.2, that is what they're putting up a game. Rams defense, uh, 20th in the, against the pass, that is almost 227 a game. Running the football, the Commanders just a tick short of 100 a game. They are 23rd in the NFL, and the Rams defense, middle of the road, tied for 16th, giving up about 113. Commanders are putting up 20.1 points per game, that is 23rd in the NFL while the Rams giving up 22.3. That is tied for 20th. Sam Howell, he's playing some good football. I mean, they have the 11th-ranked offense right now as far as passing yards go, um, but he is fifth in the NFL in passing yards. Uh, but they have low rankings in, in the run game, so it, they have kind of been steering more towards, like, forcing Sam Howell to kind of kind of command every again with the command. I'm going to stop. I, that's the last one, all right? I, get, I gave myself two. That is all I'm allowed. Um, but uh, to kind of take charge of that, um, that, that offense a little bit himself. And he's doing a fine job, um, but it's obviously not, not totally translating into dubs, which is uh, obviously what you would want to see there. Uh, but the Rams offense, or excuse me, defense, definitely had some tackling issues last week against the Ravens. And if we know Raheem Morris at all, well, that's probably a bit of an emphasis this week. So look for some better finishes as uh, we head into uh, week 15 of the NFL season. Two Rams rookies, uh, by the way, leading uh, defensive rookies with sacks, Byron Young at six and uh, Kobe Turner, five and a half. And uh, by the way, the uh, Rams record for sacks by a rookie is six. Byron Young officially tied with Kevin Carter, Kobe Turner, just that half sack back. Michael Hoyt is uh, dealing with a knee injury, but he should be ready to play if I had to guess right now. Um, But I'm looking for Nick Hampton to get uh, maybe a little bit more comfortable. He got his first significant action last week, and well, to put it lightly, he was getting kind of pushed around a bit. So hopefully uh, we can kind of see him kind of start to wiggle into his own. But at the same time, it was one of those things where it's like, well, he hasn't really developed yet as far as like outside of practice and like in real life game action. He's been inactive a lot. So to see him out there was really cool. Uh, it was weird to see a 31, and I was kind of like, it, it. my very first instinct was like, who is that? But it was like, oh, yeah, it's Nick Hampton. Like, but uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, if he can kind of turn that around a little bit or like kind of get it rolling a little bit because this kind of seemed like maybe it was a, I don't know if he's like rusty or whatever it is, but if he is going to be out there with um, maybe Michael Hoyt being a little bit banged up, then uh, hopefully we can kind of see that get rolling. Three to see on the defensive side here. We'll start with Akello Witherspoon. A good matchup this week going against Scary Terry and uh, Witherspoon. He's been such an incredible addition to this Rams defense. And uh, this is, well, yet another perfect week to show off why this was such a great move by the Rams. So Akella Witherspoon definitely watching Fofo all day long, as uh, as you should, because he's he's very, very good at this game that we call football. It's very exciting to watch. Next up, we're going to go with Aaron Donald. Uh, we saw the perfect example of how Donald is still very much one of the top defenders in the NFL this last week as a kind of a, a bit of a viral video of uh, Aaron Donald getting triple blocked. And, uh, well, that's kind of what you need to do. And uh, you can't blame him because, well, if you don't do that, uh, Aaron Donald could wreck your day. And um, please send him if you've got him uh, because I I cannot recall uh, a a time where I've seen a TJ Watt, a Nick Bosa get that same same treatment. And and maybe it's out there. Maybe I just don't know. Um, But if you have it, please let me see it because I have not seen uh, any of those guys get get the triple block coverage as uh, Aaron Donald gets, uh, future Hall of Famer Aaron Donald. So, 
I'm absolutely willing to admit that if I if I screw that up and and they they do get that same treatment, um, I'm absolutely willing to admit that. But I just I don't recall seeing it. And uh, last in my three to see here, we're gonna go with Jordan Fuller. Some fans pretty down on Fuller right now from last week, and I do realize that some of those plays could have maybe should have gone a little bit better with Fuller in coverage. Uh, but I'm surprised at how many fans have kind of come out uh, with the with the Jordan Fuller slander. We've uh, we've all got those days where maybe we could have done a little bit better and yeah this is he's still a clear-cut leader of this defense though so i'm not like super concerned this is also i mean he was coming off of his best game of the entire season and then he had what maybe people are calling his worst i'm kind of hesitant to say that um i maybe i just watch it from different eyes i'd like you know what i mean but i really like jordan fuller he's one of my favorite players of all time so uh as, as far as rams go but look for fuller to rebound this week against an opponent that uh really we really shouldn't have any fourth quarter stress with any given Sunday, yes, uh, but if the Rams, they're, they're better than the Commanders, all right? That doesn't guarantee a win, of course, uh, but after last week, something tells me that this team kind of comes out on fire, so uh, should be a good one for this Rams defense, and uh, Jordan Fuller looking uh, to see him rebound in a big way. Into the milestones here that we are kind of watching for, of course, Matthew Stafford, these milestones have kind of not gone the, the exactly how I thought they might this season, but that's A-OK, as he does need. 1,880 passing yards to pass Eli Manning for 10th all-time in league history. 15 pa uh, passing touchdowns to pass Eli Manning for 10th in league history. And uh, Tyler Higby, who should be back this week, needs just one reception to pass Jack Snow for 10th most in franchise history and needs 118 receiving yards to pass Harold Jackson for 14th in franchise history. Wide receiver Cooper Cup did reach 4th all-time in Rams history in receiving touchdowns last week and does need 45 receptions to pass Henry Ellard for third most in franchise history. And I have no intentions here of talking trash about any Rams fan. I say it all the time here, a Ram, like, to, to, like any level of Rams fandom is okay with me. I say the same thing every time. I don't care if you can tell me Matthew Stafford's third daughter's middle name, or if you only know that her quarterback is number nine, all Rams fans are welcome. I will say, though, I was very surprised that I chose to use, I chose on purpose, a little bit of an older photo of Cooper Cup where he was wearing number 18 and the number of people who commented and said that's not Cooper Cup surprised me that's all that's all I'll say it surprised me and even though other comments were coming in of being like other people kind of coming in and be like dude that is Cooper Cup what are you talking about still getting them as early as like as late as today of people being like well if you're gonna say Cooper Cup then you should at least show Cooper Cup and it's like I don't know why that's the voice I choose but I kind of stand by it actually and and yeah, either way, I'm going to just use more updated photos now um, just to kind of keep them current to avoid any confusion. All right. I'm not trying to alienate any Rams fans out here. I'm not trying to make anybody get attacked in my comment section for not knowing that Cooper Cup used to be number 18. Okay. Because I also understand that my level of Rams fandom is not expected to be matched by the average person. Okay. Because that's, that's unrealistic. And also unnecessary all right i'm in too deep save yourself all right i can't turn i can't turn back okay save yourself all right anyway moving on aaron donald he needs three tackles for loss to pass julius peppers for third most in Fran in excuse me nfl history third most in nfl history with just three more tackles for a loss passing julius peppers remember watching him play that was really exciting he needs five more sacks to move into the top 25 all time in league history he needs one forced fumble to pass Derek Brooks to be tied for 43rd most in league history in that stat, and he's just one solo tackle to pass Leonard Little for 11th most in Rams franchise history. 
Puka Nakua. He needs 361 receiving yards to pass Bill Groman for most receiving yards by a rookie in league history. That record was set in 1960. He needs to average just 90.25 yards per game to, uh, well, reach that number. He needs 23 receptions to pass Jalen Waddle for most receptions by a rookie in league history. He does need to average just 5.75 receptions a game for the rest of the season uh, to tie that mark. So very realistic that Cooper, or that, excuse me, Puka Nakua, the Puka and Cooper, is that, 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 that trips me up all the time, but it's very realistic that uh, Puka Nakua could be uh, seeing right now the best season for a wide receiver in NFL history. It's just coming just a few years after we saw the single best season for a wide receiver in league history with Cooper Cup hitting the Triple Crown and the Super Bowl MVP in one season, something that has never been done. History of this matchup, the Washington Commanders do lead the all-time series 26-14-1, so we'll take a bit until the Rams would be able to even up that one. Uh, the most recent game between these two came on uh, October 11th of 2020, which was such a fun year, and uh, the Rams won that one 30-10. to Since returning to Los Angeles, the Rams are 1-1 one one against Washington. This is the first ever matchup with the Rams versus the Commanders, so making some history here this weekend. Washington opened up their series against the Rams back in the day, uh, winning the first five meetings. First ever coming on November 21st of 1937. That was a 16-7 to victory by Washington. And uh, the first ever Rams win came on December 16th of 1945. If that date sounds familiar to you, well, that was the NFL championship game. The Cleveland Rams defeating the Washington Redskins. There was one tie in this, in this series that came on uh, October 22nd of 1967. And, uh, well, that was so long ago that my parents were only three months old. My parents are extremely close in age, by the way. Nine hours apart, which is so weird to me. But <laughs> it's irrelevant to you, for sure. But, uh, yeah, my parents only three months old the last time, or when these uh, two teams tied. And uh, we'll take a look at the connections here in this, uh, this matchup. So, former Rams, who are now on the Commanders, safety Terrell Burgess. He played for the Rams from 2020 to 2022. Cornelius Lucas played for the Rams in 2017. Senior Offensive Advisor and Game Management, Ken Zampese, Zampese maybe, uh, 2000 to 2002 uh, with the Rams. And uh, Defensive Line Coach, and I, I, I know I'm going to screw this up because I always have screwed this up, uh, Jeff Z Zagonina. <laughs> I used to say Gonina because I thought the Z was silent, but it's uh, Zagonina, something like that. Uh, but he uh, played for the Rams, 97 and then 99 to 2000. Do you remember uh, playing him in Madden? I used to user him sometimes, but um, yeah, <laughs> good stuff there. And then uh, commanders, uh, former commanders on the Rams. So quarterback Carson Wentz, Rams backup. He was with the commanders last season. Head coach Sean McVay in uh, various roles. He was there from 2010 to 2016 before getting the head coaching job for the Rams. Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. He was with the commanders of well, Washington uh, 2012 to 2014. Defensive backs coach Aubrey Pleasant from 2013 to 2016. Pass game specialist Zach, uh, Jake Peets. He was uh, qu offensive quality control back in 2014. And then uh, actually wide receiver coach uh, Eric Yarber. Yarbs 
who is one of my favorite human beings on in the entire Rams organization. I love Yarbs, uh, but he was a player for Washington uh, back at 86 and 87. No real cool um, NFL connections in this one. Uh, they kind of were getting real into the weeds with like backups and stuff like that. But uh, going back to college, we'll go ahead and start with, uh, well, Lucas Haversick making his first appearance on this list here. He did play at Arizona with uh, Commander's defensive end, Jalen Harris. Jordan Fuller played at Ohio State with wide receivers, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuels. That's a very good matchup there. Their top two receivers going against uh, uh, one of the one of the top leaders of the Rams defense. Very exciting stuff. And uh, safety Quentin Lake, who is expected to make his return this week, he did play at UCLA with uh, wide receiver Kazmir Allen of the Commanders. So that is uh that is it. That is your game preview for uh, the Rams taking on the Commanders. If I had to take any guesses here as far as like what I think will happen in this game, I do think it'll be a good day for the Rams. All right. And I'm not just trying to say that because I'm a Rams fan in wearing Rams stuff right now in front of a wall that's covered in Ram stuff on a show called Ram Showcase. I don't say I don't say that because of all of those factors, uh, although those are very real things. Um, but I just do think that like the, the way that this Rams team's been on a roll, even coming off a loss, I know that's like kind of tripping people up and stuff, but like coming off of that loss, even um, I, it just, if this team feels really good right now, it feels like we're headed in the right direction right now. And uh, the Washington commanders, well, they're not great at the moment. So it does feel like a, a situation where the Rams could do really, really well. So, and we're also, I mean, looking at the, at the line in this game, like if, if, for you betters out there, I know I didn't go over it earlier, um, but uh, I mean, the Rams right now sitting at minus six and a half. It did open at seven, so it did creep a little bit. Minus 310 for the money line and over under 50 and a half, which I think that that's going to be mostly Rams. I'll be completely honest. I like a 45 to seven game, I think is not on, out of the cards. All right. It, will it probably be closer than that? Yes, probably. But I do think this will be a game that the Rams do handle decently easily. All right, but of course, any given Sunday, you'd never know. You never know going into each game. And, and the Rams roster could be feeling like I feel and kind of go in soft and then get actually smoked. Like, you never know. This, that's an NFL team. Their players are paid to, you know what I mean? So you can obviously never kind of bank on a win for sure. Um, but uh, this game does feel like a coming off. Of, I think specifically my brain is going off of the Ravens game last week. The way that that ended, I think that this team is going to be on fire. And I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that the Rams, based on that game and how that ended and how well they played against such a strong opponent and then lost that way, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that the Rams could win their next four games. Obviously, we got a lot of things to, to happen here where there's a lot of moving pieces and stuff like that in uh, ending two road games against tough teams, against the Giants who are playing good football right now and against the 49ers who are obviously, they're sitting uh, right now uh, with the... Uh, with the number one seed in the NFC. So a lot of moving parts to go, but uh, hey, it's very exciting stuff right now as uh, we dive into the real thick of the playoff race as we dive in. So uh, yeah, that is your game preview. Commanders, Rams, should be a good one this uh, this weekend for sure. On the other side of this break, uh, we got our fan quesos, so don't go anywhere. All right, it's time to dive into our fan quesos. We are going to start on uh, Facebook. If you would like to get your fan quesos heard, well, uh, I make the post on uh, Facebook on the Ram Showcase page. I also share that to my personal page, so you can uh, just add me as a friend. You can uh, ask it right there. Uh, you can also pop them into the YouTube channel under the community section, under the community tab. I do post it there as well. That's where uh, Peo and Ram's House, they drop theirs. 
Uh, we also have some others that uh, that have uh, started hopping in on that uh, forum, uh, which is awesome. You can also message uh, message me at uh, the Rams Ram Showcase socials at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags Works as well. Uh, so get those quesos in, and then uh, I will answer them on the uh, following episode of Ram Showcase. So we'll go ahead and start on Facebook here. This one coming from April. Will the Rams pick up a quarterback in the draft? Which is actually a great question, April, because um, I actually totally am on the trend that uh, you should just grab a quarterback in every draft. No matter what, whether you need a quarterback or not, you should spend like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick on a quarterback. I think that you every team should do that or like, I mean, obviously, if you need one higher up, take one higher up. But I don't think you should ever get through a draft class without taking a quarterback because you never know. You never know who's going to hit a quarterback because that is the most impossible position uh, to do any kind of like genuine research where you can just like actually know if a guy is going to be good or not. And we see that with like, obviously, Tom Brady, 199 overall. You see Brock Purdy at, uh, you know, the, the Mr. Irrelevant spot. And yeah, we have all of our opinions on on stuff like that as well about like, oh, well, if they would have been in a different system or whatever it is. Uh, but the success is there. And uh, I think that um, just having like the guy with the right attitude, like a CJ Stroud, who uh, who was not o- number one overall this year. And I know that he was extremely high up there. What was he, two overall? Um, but, uh, you know, a team passed on him for somebody else. And I, I think that that's all the evidence you need. Uh, oh, I mean, there's there's so many different examples that I could dive into. Um, but uh, I, I think that every team should take a quarterback because you really do never know what's going to hit. So, yeah, I do think the Rams should take a quarterback because, A, I mean, right now it's Carson Wentz on our bench right now, which is terrifying. And I realize that there's fans that are like excited to see him play and stuff like that. I'm not, <laughs> but that's only because we haven't seen him play like good football in like what, four or five years. So that's kind of where my reservations are at. Obviously, I'm interested to see what he could do with the Sean McVay offense, but I'm not itching to see it. I know that much. Um, but uh, then also um, we, we've got, you know, the Stetson Bennett situation, which we actually don't have any following information on the Stetson Bennett situation. Is he going to continue to be on this roster? Well, we just cannot answer that question right now. So it's unfortunate, but you know what? It's going to happen, and uh, it's just something that we're dealing with right now. Uh, but yeah, I think that we should pick up a quarterback. You should always pick up a quarterback in every draft. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that one. And uh, next one here coming from Cody. Uh, best game so far uh, this year to watch uh, Rams-wise. That's a tough question, man. Um, there was, I mean, this Ravens game, I know that we lost, but it was such a fun game to watch, man. I will say that much. Uh, the Browns just seemed like that, that game was probably the most complete game that the Rams have played all year, uh, offense and defense, even though it was going against Joe Flacco. Um, before that, uh, the, obviously the Arizona Cardinals, it's always nice to just like go into Arizona and just kind of beat up on the cards. That's always fun. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think back to like early season. So we had like obviously that um, that game against the Colts uh, with uh, Puka Nakua's game winning catch in overtime. That was exciting to open the season against the Seahawks, man, uh, with that big, big win, 30 to what, 13 in that one. So to start the season that way was absolutely incredible. So I, I, I think that I kind of I kind of bounce around, man. I don't know if I would if I would say anyone in particular, uh, but maybe it's this week. You know what I mean? Like or maybe this game like coming up against like the Giants uh, against, you know, uh, their their quarterback and and, and this the the new young guy who's uh getting talked about one you know uh the the player of the week award and stuff like that. Well, I'm trying to, I don't know why I'm blanking on on his name. Devito, Tommy Devito, man, it's like so that'll be a very exciting game and uh, you know who knows what happens in uh, the final game against the uh the the 49ers. So uh, there's there's some good stuff to be had at, at the very least. But 
I don't know if I'd say that there's a, a so far like confidently a best game so far uh, out of the Rams. Head over to the YouTube channel here. I'm just gonna run down this list here. So um, let's see here. We'll go ahead and start with Payo Time, uh, who says, uh, "What are your thoughts on Davis Allen after a great performance? Do you see him being tight end one after Higby retires?" So first of all, man, what do I think uh, after Davis Allen's great performance? Dude, that guy, is uh, it's awesome. It was really cool to see. That was kind of what, like, in my brain, we were going to get from Davis Allen is, like, what we saw, like, in his in his highlights in, um, you know, college and stuff like that at Clemson, and then, like, in preseason and stuff like that. It was like, oh, man, this guy could be actually pretty good. And uh, this was, like, the first time where it was like, yeah, dude, this is what we thought he could maybe be, you know? So that's very exciting. And to think also, like I said earlier, that, like, if if we have yet another rookie in this class hit, like it's, that's not fair, dude. Like that's so sick. So yeah, man, I, I, if Davis Allen can keep it going, man, that's absolutely awesome. But your second part here is, uh, do I see him being tight end one after Higby retires? Well, Higby's not even that old, man. Um, he's only 30. So we actually might not even see where Davis Allen is like, we could still have Higby for like another, like six, seven years. So like maybe, but I, I, I don't know yet. Um, but only 30 years old for Tyler Higby. And I feel like Maybe we, because it does feel like he's been around a long time, in fairness. Like, I realize he's only 30. He was born in 1993, which it sounds maybe like it's a long time ago right now. But I was born in 91, so he's he's younger than I am, which will always feel young to me if, uh, if you're younger than me. But, um, yeah, he's only 30. He came into the NFL the same draft as uh, Jared Goff. Uh, so he never played for the St. Louis Rams. Uh, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I think we, we've got uh, Higby for enough time that I don't know if I'm really like putting my brain onto like who's going to replace this guy yet you know what i mean so like that's where my brain's kind of starting to dive into with rob havenstein especially now that you know he's starting to to stack up a couple injuries and stuff like that but he's also not that old so i mean i mean that's a <laughs> kind of goes all over the place man i'm kind of like contradicting myself <laughs> you know but um yeah I, I think that if davis allen can play like that i mean in fairness it's been one game so um let's see it you know you know happen a, a few more times um but um but other than that, man, yeah, I mean, it was good to see. And again, like I said, if if we have yet another rookie out of this class hit, that's just not fair to the rest of the NFL, man, which is so sick. Uh, next one here from Payo Time. Do you think D-Rob is back with the Rams next season? Yeah, dude, Demarcus Robinson, man, is so... I really like this dude. I think that he is um, pretty underrated uh, as and underutilized right now. Um, it, it's unfortunate to see somebody like Tutu go down, but... Uh, the way that uh, the D Rob is able to kind of fill into that role, I think, is is very refreshing. Um, that it, it doesn't really feel like there's uh, like obviously there's there's different skill sets there. There's like Tutu's got like the the burners and stuff like that, and Demarcus Robinson. Uh, I mean, he's got great hands. I mean, he runs routes real strong. He he tracks the ball really well. Um, not to say that Tutu can't do those things, but uh, it's good to see that uh, when Tutu does go down and Robinson needs to come in, like, I don't feel, like, nervous about that, which is always good, you know, when when you have a backup come in and you're not, like, watching him, like, oh, my gosh, what is this, like, Brett Rippon playing against the Packers, you know, like, where, where you're like, oh, gosh, like, you know, or even, uh, in fairness, like, sometimes where um where we've had some offensive linemen go down and, you like, the guy that's in there, you're just like, all right, let's just not, one play at a time, dude, one play at a time, like, just don't screw this one up and <laughs> worry about the next one next one you know um but uh yeah i, I kind of hope so um i guess he's, he's not that old i actually don't know his age he's, he's new to us man he's been uh he hasn't been a uh, been a long a long timer quite yet so uh but i would like to see him stick around i like this uh this this rams wide receiver group is awesome and that's what is really cool to see and unfortunate for some guys because it's like 
that's what made a Van Jefferson expendable is that, you know, we had incredible, incredible players on this team. So, so there's that part as well. Uh, Rams house coming in. Uh, what would it be like sharing a room with me and Peo? So with Rams house and Peo, dude, okay. This, we have a text thread and we, <laughs> we light each other up all the time on just like random, like all of a sudden there will be like a, re- like a really long story of like something that happened or some kind of Rams thing. It's like, it is all Rams. That's what's crazy about that, man, is like, it's so rare that we dive into any other topic that's not the Rams. It's always like, oh man, that was crazy. Or like, you see this presser or did you see this tweet and like stuff like, and I absolutely love that. But like, you take that into a situation with all of us in the same room <laughs> and no, no, but none of us would get anything done. We would just be talking Rams football for every, 24 hours a day, every single day. And it was just like, it would be, they would be terrible for anybody else. We would have a great time, but anybody else would probably hate it. Um, but yeah, man, that, that's the, That'd be fun, dude. I don't know what we what else we would do. Though. Like, I, I I think that there there'd probably be some kind of activities. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big video game guy, but uh, maybe I don't know. I don't actually don't know if either of you are either. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. So it's uh, maybe that. But uh, we would definitely. We'd have the sickest podcast in the universe. I know that much. We'd have the the top tier <laughs> Rams content. There's this side of the Mississippi, which is the most important side of the Mississippi, actually. Next one here coming from Annette. Uh, let's see here. Do you do you think the Rams can go as far as the Super Bowl this season? You know what? I mean, I, I I'm hesitant to ever say that, but because <laughs> you never know, obviously. But like, I mean, this team's getting hot at the right time, and I know we're coming off of a loss, and I know that 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 loss specifically against the the Baltimore Ravens has really thrown um quite the um quite the wrench in the in the positivity cog that is uh, the Rams fan base. And I, I I feel very alone in my um my emotions right now, in the fact that like the, based on that game I like I still feel pretty good. I mean that's that's one of the best defenses in the league. And the Rams hung thirty one on them. And I know that there were some blown coverages and stuff like that. But like I mean o, OBJ said it himself. That he was like he was like the bad news is I ran the wrong route, <laughs> and the good news is I still scored on a forty six yard touchdown or whatever. So it's like. I mean, it, it just seemed a little unfortunate on some some things. Like there was like that that first touchdown um, to to likely, like you see him go in motion and then you see the ball snapped and you're like, there's nobody over there. Like it's like, come on, guys, you know. And it's like you see him running the route and then like he takes off from the line. And you're just like, all right, he's wide open. And then of course uh, the ball gets thrown and stuff like that. But um, I, I do think that this team could make the make the Super Bowl. I don't think that these um these NFC teams like. The Lions are very beatable right now. The Eagles are very beatable right now. Uh, it, a division opponent in the Niners, obviously, that is something that the Rams could always do some damage on. I know that the the history of the regular season and stuff like that, but I mean, any team, I think that any team in the NFC right now, the Rams can match up with in a decent way. The Baltimore Ravens right now sitting at the number one seed and in their house in an early kickoff on the East Coast, which the Rams always seem to struggle with, uh, pushed them to overtime. And that's one of the best teams in the in the uh, entire league right now. So um, I, I'm feeling good about this Rams team, and we got some some winnable games coming up that we need to be able to win. And uh, we'll talk about Super Bowl uh, hopes and stuff like that when we can maybe get a little bit uh, into the actual playoff picture. We talked about it earlier, and the Rams are sitting on the outside still and don't control their own destiny. We do need some help, and it's unfortunate that like we see two teams ahead of us, like the Packers and the Vikings, that like play each other and stuff like that, and it's like. Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough battle 
for sure. And also teams nipping at our heels, man. I mean, it's not like like Tampa Bay is winning that division right now, but like you got Atlanta and New Orleans sitting with the same record as like, you know, the six and seven right in there. So, um, I mean, step one is get to the playoffs. And that's kind of where I guess my brain is gone is like, just get to the dance, dude, get to the dance and then anything can happen. So, um, I, I do think though, uh, to answer your question, just, just bluntly is that, um, I do think that this team is absolutely capable. This team can match up with anybody. And I think that we saw that this weekend. I mean, even in a loss, we saw that this team can play with anybody. And I mean, we can, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to make excuses or anything like that, but like, we can talk about that. It was a punt return for a touchdown, which is one of those plays where it's like, oh my gosh, like it, I had like Patrick Peterson versus the Cardinals way back in the day vibes with that where it was like, oh my gosh. like. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so, but we, I mean, we showed that we could play with them, even though there's like, there was like certain flags not called on that, or you got to do a better job tackling, obviously, and stuff like that. So we can play with anybody in this, in this league right now, right now, today, the Rams are in the conversation with any team in the league right now, which is really good. I mean, health came in and I said it, uh, I said it all off season. I said it all at the beginning of the season that the uh, week one Rams and the week 18 Rams are going to be two completely different teams. I think we're already seeing that we were already seeing that like earlier in the season, you look at like games, how um, like against the, the Bengals or that first one against the, the, the Niners, or you got like the, the loss against the Eagles or even like the Steelers, the, that Cowboys and, and Packers stretch, stuff like that. Like, I don't think that happens if those games are played today. So, um, I mean, who knows? Obviously, uh, that's a, we can play the what if game until I'm blue in the face. But um, yeah, I do think that this team can play with anybody in this league right now. And so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peo, uh, what is your most recent Rams merchandise purchase? Dude, great question. And I, I feel like this is like a planted question because uh, it's actually kind of uh, a full circle moment uh, in my Rams fandom is because uh, last year I put out a video called uh, two, Rams Wide Receiver Tutu Atwell is a bust. And my most recent purchase of Rams merchandise is a Tutu Atwell jersey. After um, seeing just his, his attitude towards this season and um, the way he's kind of come in a little bit more, it just seems hungry, it seems more confident. Um, I, I wanted to kind of to, to overcorrect a little bit, I guess. And um, yeah, I snagged his jersey, dude. So uh, I got myself a, an Atwell jersey and uh, I was rocking it on, uh, what was it, Monday night? I was I went to the bar to watch the, the Packers game with my buddy. And uh, yeah, I was rocking that, stuff like that. I wore it uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess. But yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's my most recent Rams purchase as far as merchandise goes. A little full circle moment. Had to go uh, show my support for a guy that I absolutely just... <laughs> destroyed <laughs> with with words i was like i was like this guy is terrible get him out of here and and then you know he's st he's stuck around and, and now i i've changed my tune so i wanted to put my money where my mouth is and uh snag his jersey to uh show uh show that support there let's see here next one coming from payo time if sean mcveigh asked you to join the coaching staff which position would you take i said that like there was going to be follow-up uh and why like you know <laughs> Uh, which position would I take? Dude, that's a great question. Um, when I, when I played in high school, I played wide receiver. I don't think that like, I'm not trying to be like, I played in high school and it was a pretty big deal. I could have gone pro, but I got hurt. You know, like, I'm not trying to be like that guy or anything. Cause I was definitely not that good. <laughs> that's, that's why I do a podcast now. <laughs> and, um, yeah, dude, I would say wide receiver would be in there for sure. But I always really liked the, um, the, the running back. Just like the 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 thought processes that go into being a running back, I always really respected that. 
Um, and then also corner, which I think is the hardest position to play in football. Um, I, I think, yeah, like you have to react and stick on a guy who is one of the most athletic human beings in the planet. So it's like, how do you judge a corner based on his ability to like stick with uh, an OBJ on the routes or like a Cooper Cup on the routes where it's like, it's like, how are you supposed to do that? You know what I mean? Like, in like, oh, what's up? What is that podcast called with the Kelsey brothers? There was, he said that Jason Kelsey said that. And he was like, I think that the hardest position to play in sports is, um, is cornerback. And then uh, his comment made me laugh so hard because he was like, he's like, cornerback is so hard. They don't even let white guys do it anymore, <laughs> which is so funny. I think there's one, one white guy in, in, uh, that plays corner in the NFL. I think he's a Bronco, but either way, that made me laugh really hard. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, I have so much respect for that position. A lot of my favorite players have uh, have been secondary players: uh, Cortland Finnegan, Janoris Jenkins. Um, obviously, there was a uh, you know Jordan Fuller in there right now, stuff like that. But I've also been like Josh Reynolds, Torrey Holt, Marshall Fox. So I kind of go all over the place, man. But um, if I had to just like if if you called me right now, I was like in ten seconds, I need you to answer this. I would probably go running back. Um, I was just really respect of the thought processes of uh, of of that position specifically. Next one here from Rams House. Uh, what is one thing on your Rams Christmas wish list, merchandise wise? Do I need an updated uh, Christmas sweater? Actually, um, the one that I've got is still the the old school blue and gold. It was when those like that style of um of the ugly NFL sweaters when they first released. Uh, what was that? Probably twenty fifteen, something like that. Um, it was the Rams were still in St. Louis. I remember that because um, I bought it when I think Bradford. Oh, so before that even, I think Bradford was a quarterback at the time. Um, but I saw an ad for it and I bought it immediately. Like that was like, I just, I just purchased it like right then and there. So I do need another one of those. So that's on my, uh, my wish list or one of those giant hats, dude, those are hilarious. I don't care what anybody says or anything. I, I love those. And I think they're so funny. And that is definitely up my alley of like obnoxiousness. Of, so just showing up with the one with the big dumb hats, dude, that's a, uh, yeah, I'm about that life. Let's see here. Who has sur- uh, surprised you uh, the most this year in a good way you can't say puka dude puka hasn't surprised me i wouldn't have said puka anyway dude that dude's good at football and i think we all knew that i think that going into the season uh it was he was one of those guys where it's like it's like i know we got him really late and then not a lot of people are talking about him but that kid's gonna be good um there's um the the fantasy league that i'm in i don't really get into fantasy too much but it's the same league i've been in since high school so i just kind of keep it going uh last year or like i guess it's every year they like they kind of ask me every year, like, who's going to be the wide receiver this year that breaks out? And for some reason, I just nail that every time. And I'm not trying to brag or anything like that. I'm a little bit bragging, but like, uh, so this year, like last year it was George Pickens and he, you know, he did well, but like it maybe could have done better or whatever like that. But it was like, it was like, oh, okay. It's like, uh, you know, he's, he's very talented, obviously. And uh, they asked me this, this year is like, who's, who's the guy, man? Who's, who's the receiver that's going to pop this year? And it was like, dude, Pukanaku is incredible. Like. I said that uh, that was like preseason time. It's like this kid's like he's too good, man. Like he's he's Cooper Cup 2.0. He's just Robert Woods and Cooper Cup in the, in in a body. Like it's he's incredible. So yeah, I wouldn't have said Puka anyway. I, I say all that to say that, <laughs> but uh, to say who surprised me the most, I give you two, uh, which would be Akello Witherspoon and Kevin Dotson for sure. Have absolutely surprised me in a big way. I didn't think that Kevin Dotson, that addition, was going to be high impact at all. I thought it was going to be a depth spot that maybe he gets cut or something like that. And obviously he did incredible. So that's good news. Uh, Akella Witherspoon, I was very like, oh man, like I wanted to see these young guys. I'm so glad we have Akella Witherspoon though, because he is so sick. He is so sick. 
Uh, Kristen Roseboom has really impressed me. I think he's doing an awesome job. Um, I'm trying to think of some others here. Tutu, for sure, dude. You got to throw Tutu in there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, AJ Jackson has kind of had his waves, but I think that he's doing a, a much better job than he's getting credit for, especially at that left tackle spot. So no shortage, man, for sure. Um, I, w- I would say that, uh, that any, any one of those guys is a, is a really good answer there. Next one here is from uh, MRP5150. Uh, Washington has given up uh, 45 points in each of their last two games, and they have the worst pass defense in the league. Do we see McVay get too pass happy again, or has he finally realized Kyron Williams needs 20 to 25 carries per game? I don't know if he needs that many uh, specifically. I think that the 15 to 20 range can work if if um, if, uh, if the Rams like it. It's it's all just game dependent. It it depends on the game and how how the flow is going and stuff like that. It's hard to to go into a game and say he needs to get this many touches and stuff like that because obviously. A lot of things can happen, but um, if McVeigh does get pass happy, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing this week. But uh, it's also December football, and like I said earlier, like December football, uh, it's a it's a different animal entirely. So uh, I think that Sean McVeigh knows that. I think he's a he's he's a veteran enough as a head coach to know that when you get to December football, um, yeah, it's it's good to run the football. Um, so um, I I don't know, man. Um, I, I I'm just I guess I'm not as concerned about the. The Washington defense is like, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do this. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to move the football. Like, it just feel pretty good that like, no matter what the Rams do in this one, they should be able to kind of pick apart this defense, right? I realize, again, I realize week in, week out, any given Sunday, you know, that's why you play the game. Games aren't played on paper and all that stuff. But like, let's, let's call it what it is. The Rams are a better team than the commanders. So it should go our way. It should. Go our way. I say should very deliberately there because, like, obviously anything can happen. We lost to the Steelers earlier this year. Shouldn't shouldn't have happened. We're better than the Steelers are. When we played the Bengals, we were way better than the Bengals. You know what I mean? So, like, it happens. We're definitely better team than the Packers. We lost to them. Shouldn't have gotten totally smoked by the Cowboys. You get the point. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, Washington, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to say I'm overlooking Washington because, A, that doesn't matter what I do. Um, I don't have to prepare <laughs> for Washington. I'm just going to go to the bar and drink beers anyway. So it's, uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like in my brain, I'm like, all right, so if we can win these next three, then going into uh San Fran, uh, that should be uh, a little bit tough, but we'll see where we're at, you know? So it's kind of where my brain's at. I trust the Sean McVay will know what to do though. Uh, next one here from Rams house. What's more likely AD never gets a touchdown in his career or the Rams win a Super Bowl? In the next two years, what's more likely? Ooh, dude, that's tough. Um, what's more likely is, um, I, I would say it's more likely that, um, that AD never gets a touchdown in his career. Cause he has, we haven't tried. We haven't really like put him in a position to actually get a touchdown. Um, I, I would say that to win the Super Bowl, we know how hard that is to do. We know that, um, that is, uh, that is a tall task and there is 31 other teams fighting and clawing for that same thing every single year. So uh, Aaron Donald, though, like I said, we, we've we been in positions where we're at the goal line and it would be so easy to put him out at running back and just let him slam it in there because who's tackling Aaron Donald? Nobody, dude. Can you imagine like a like a tush-push play with Aaron Donald? That That's just touchdowns, dude. That's that's all that is. That's, that, those are, that's six points <laughs> right there every time. So um, I would say, though, because like, like I said, he's just not getting in, the, in that position. And I think it's going to be one of those like um like a Robert Quinn versus the Colts that one year where it's the the four S's the 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 sack strip scoop and score kind of deal you know what I mean so I think that would be how uh, Aaron Donald does get his touchdown 
um, if he is uh, able to knock that in. So we'll see what happens, man. And Super Bowl, man, I mean, dude, like I said, we, we, we've, we know how hard that is. Uh, last one here coming from Payo Time. Who on the Rams right now talks the most trash on the field? That's tough, dude. That's, um, God, that's a hard question. Um, probably, probably Donald, right? That feels real. Um, I will say that there was a moment there where, so, oh, I can't even remember who was chirping, uh, because Ravens players were playing pretty dirty all game, but, um, there was some, some, some guys chirping and, and the way that Kevin Dotson just walked by and gave his shoulder right to that dude's chin, but just kept walking, didn't like make a, make a big deal out of it. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Kevin Dotson was like, he just kind of like comes in there and you could see he kind of gave it to him a little bit. Like he wasn't just like walking, but it was so funny, but yeah, I'd probably say Donald talks most trash, but I'm, uh, I feel like I'm cutting, cutting time here, man. I'm going, I'm going long here, but, um, uh, yeah, thanks for your fan quesos. Definitely be sure to drop those uh, every week as uh, we uh, got, a, got a few more games this season. And uh, hopefully we get more than uh, just these four left. Um, and then next week, by the way, uh, with uh, Thursday Night Football, we will be pushing uh, the Rams showcase episode a little bit early. Um, trying to get that knocked out on uh, Tuesday nights um, and so available and everything on Wednesday. Uh, so it gives a little bit of shelf life out there. Can't be putting it out day of the game, you know what I mean? So, um, but, so be on the lookout for that so this weekend, though. Uh, big one against the uh, Commanders. Get back in the win column for the LA Rams after uh, falling back down below 500 after reaching that mark. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this playoff fight, though, is very real. And, well, the Commanders are in the way of that. So uh, let's get them the hell out of the way of that. Uh, make sure you follow Rams Showcase and myself on all your favorite social media. At Rams Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. And uh, be sure to hit up RamsShowcase.com as well. That's where you snag your Ram Showcase t-shirts. They are awesome. And, uh, yeah, just click on that merch tab, ramshowcase.com. You can snag them right there. Perfect time uh, as uh, the holiday season is upon. Uh, so buy yourself a gift or give it to somebody else. That's cool, too. doesn't matter. Just uh, get one. <laughs> um, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the Fan Side of Network, and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.